Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Thank you, Central National Bank, for what you do. And uh, it is time to talk about, uh, well, I mean, the Rangers in the middle of all this college coaching and everything that's going crazy in the world of sports, the Rangers struck, and they struck in a big way. Uh, Eric Nadell, the voice uh, of the Rangers, my good friend and a member of the, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, is joining us as we speak. And... Uh, Eric, I mean, I know, I mean, it's not like we were shocked that the Rangers were players in this thing, but but I would say at half a billion, that got my attention. Um, what what was your, what was your uh, you know, when you saw the first one, and then, oh, my goodness, here comes Corey Seager, uh, were even you caught off guard a little bit by it? I was totally caught off guard. You know, I was caught off guard by Simeon coming here. You know, given how bad the Rangers have been over the last five years, you know, and somewhat reluctant to spend money, um, obviously they had to overpay, you know, to get guys like that to come. And, and they did. You know, they gave Simeon at least one extra year over what anybody else would have offered. And they gave Seager a couple of extra years over what, you know, a winning, already winning team would have offered. You know, that's that's what it takes when you're in the situation the Rangers are in. You know, fortunately now with the stadium they have, they're in a position where they can obviously cover those salaries and also, you know, get players to want to come here because they're not having to, you know, play games on the face of the sun for two months <laughs> in the middle of the summer. I know. Some of us, I was uh, at the new ballpark, by the way, for a high school playoff game the other night. And it was great. I, I thought to myself, how are they going to uh, arrange this? And it actually worked out uh, very nicely. And, of course, the temperature was great and all of that. Let's start with uh, Simeon. Um, you've watched him. I remember early in his career, Ron Washington really spending a lot of time with him. Um, we didn't exactly know what, what he was going to become. What he's become is a big-time power hitter. Um, and as, as far as just his presence in the lineup, what what have you thought of him as a ball player over the years and then what he is now at age 31? Well, a fantastic offensive player, you know, who became a gold glove defensive player, basically through hard work and in having a great coach in Ron Washington when, when he was with Oakland. You know, he was leading the world in errors his first couple of years in the big leagues, you know, until Wash got to him. And the key was he put in the extra work. You know, he was out there early every day. And, uh, you know, even this past year in Toronto, learning to play a new position, second base, doing the same kind of thing. You know, he's known for that. You know, he's known for hard work. He's known for being a leader. And, you know, I think the Rangers were somewhat fortunate in that uh, clearly he was interested in playing for a West Division team, you know, where he would be playing a lot on the West Coast. You know, his family's in the, in the Bay Area. And this way, he, you know, at least stays in a West division. You know, I kind of thought that he would probably wind up signing with the Giants, who had expressed some interest in him. But, you know, not knowing what the Giants' final offer uh, would have been, um, there probably was a pretty big difference in the money. 
And, you know, you take into account, too, the, the lack of state income tax in Texas. So when you're talking about millions and millions of dollars like that, you know, I guess it does add up. I, I'm still just stunned by all this. I mean, you remember the the, the, the Tom Hicks money for, for A-Rod? I mean, it was such an enormous story at the time. And then to see all this, okay, this is record-breaking. And, and Eric, it, it puts the Dodgers and the Yankees and even people like that, the Red Sox, the people who are used to this enormous spending, it sort of puts them to shame. Now, again, some of these lineups, obviously, there's a reason the Rangers had to do this. Now looking forward, how do you view this? I mean, obviously, overnight, this became a whole different animal than what you thought you were going to be calling games for next year. What, what, as you start to kind of get your mind around expectations, what, what, how does that hit you now? Well, the first thing you, you notice, you know, immediately is you put those two guys in the middle of your lineup, you know, Simeon and Seager are going to hit second and third or third and fourth, you know, in some order. And all of a sudden, you know, a club that was, you know, in the bottom third offensively, you know, probably shoots straight to the top third offensively. You know, their presence is also really going to help Adolis Garcia, I think, who had no protection at all in the lineup uh, after Gallo got traded. You know, it's going to help uh, Nate Lowe. It's going to help everybody in that lineup. Um the question now is, is this going to be a 1980s-style Ranger team that scores a ton of runs but can't stop the other team from scoring? Or are the Rangers going to have enough pitching you know, to truly contend? Uh, signing John Gray certainly helps. The Rangers, I think, have two pretty solid young starters coming back in Dane Dunning and um, Taylor Hearn. After that, there's still a couple of big question marks in the starting rotation. You know, teams have found a way to work around that. You know, Tampa Bay, most notably, you know, using the concept of the opener and the bullpen to basically pitch two out of every five games. Maybe that's the approach the Rangers will take. I guess it depends a lot on how far along all these young pitchers are. You know, guys the Rangers have gotten in deals like A.J. Alexi and uh, Colby Allard and uh, Granado and uh, those guys. Maybe they're ready, maybe they're not, and maybe the Rangers aren't done, you know. Maybe now that the Rangers look like they have a competitive team, Clayton Kershaw would be more inclined, you know, to stay home and play for the Rangers. There are still lots of free agent pitchers out there. You know, there are a lot of players who were non-tendered yesterday, and there are a lot of teams that are looking to trade top pitchers. Uh, Oakland reportedly is, you know, going to trade Frankie Montas and Sean Manaya, maybe Chris Bassett. Um, You know, there are pitchers out there to be had, but I think for the Rangers to seriously contend, they're going to need at least another proven starting pitcher. They do seem to have a really deep bullpen, and you know that maybe can carry them, even if the starting rotation is a little bit below average. Talking to Eric Nadell, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. The Kershaw thing always seemed, Eric, like kind of a pipe dream, right? When he was in the Dodgers for so long, and obviously he had such a great run, and He's the best pitcher of his era, probably. I mean, you might make an argument for Scherzer or some of these other guys. But it always just seemed like it would be a neat story, but it doesn't seem like it's something that will actually happen. Because of what they just did, it does seem like it could be more likely. Do you get a sense from, you know what the injury he's dealing with, like what he might have left? Um, I, I, 
he's had such a remarkable career. I mean, even even if he could just pitch some for you, having him on the team would be pretty pretty exciting coming back home. What what do you think that would do for a young pitching staff and 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 even just the organization as a whole to have him finish out his career here? Well, it would definitely be exciting for you know the rest of the pitching staff, but I think you know the the idea of getting the right kind of contract for him, you know, is going to be a challenge. You know, he has so many skins on the wall that he's not likely to take the kind of contract that the Rangers would probably want to offer him, which is, you know, less of a guarantee and more of an incentive-based thing based on the number of games he's actually able to pitch. You know, nobody has any idea how much he has left. You know, he's got an elbow injury now, in addition to a problematic back that has caused time on the injured list almost every year in the last few years. So, you know, it's a big risk to commit some sort of guaranteed money. Um, But again, given that the Rangers now have a chance to be competitive, perhaps he's willing to take more of an incentive-laden contract. You know, it's a pretty great unknown right now. But uh, in answer to the direct question, it would be like having another pitching coach on the team. You know, if you do wind up signing him and he's the model for the rest of your pitchers because his, his work ethic is, is legendary. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here as you were saying that, just imagining him in that uniform. I mean, you know, think about it. We didn't we had a hard time imagining Nolan Ryan until he was in a uniform. Now, he arrived when he still had a lot left in the tank. Um, although probably, if now that you think back about it, he probably arrived at about the time, at about the age Kershaw is now to the Rangers. Uh, no is that about right? Older. No one was yeah. quite a bit older, but he'd never had any arm problems. He never had yeah. any back problems. He was a totally healthy you know, 38 <laughs> or 39-year-old guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and he was a freak. You know, there, there was nobody like him physically. So, you know, I don't think it's a fair comparison to make um, in terms of, you know, where they are in their careers. Um, The impact that they might have uh, is definitely a fair comparison. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're just both obviously sort of iconic type type uh, type players. Well, I tell you, Eric, this has been uh, uh, it. This is unbelievable to watch. It's fun to be talking some Rangers baseball and it's good to be excited. I'm always excited to listen to you. But Eric, to when they have a chance to go out and win some games, uh, that sort of gets us to a different level. Um, and by the way, I always uh, don't you always love hearing from me in my uh, various weird places that I end up in. Uh, <laughs> was that really it, Paris, France? The last yeah, time? yeah, I was in Paris, France. And for folks that don't know, uh, Eric loves live music, and he loves. Uh, uh, Texas singers, uh, songwriters, and and different. Very, he loves a lot of R&B, blues, all that kind of stuff. And so I always ask Eric, "Hey, where should I go hear some live music?" And so there I am in Paris, France, and I text Eric. I say, "Where should I go, Eric, to, if I want to hear some live music?" And I think Eric, you said your one chant, your one trip to Paris was like what 1980 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was there for a week in 1980, so I don't think I'm much help to you there. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, like if I'm in San Francisco or I'm in Chicago or wherever, you'll be like, okay, go here, go here, go there, and then I'll go stumble into these places, and uh, and it's always kind of fun. Now, Eric, is there anybody we should check out, by the way? Is there anybody you're loving listening to 
you brought you've you always oh. put us on to a lot of people but is there anybody you're you're really loving right now yeah there's quite a few actually there's there's a band called the war on drugs which is one of my favorites and they just wrapped a new album a week ago and i've been pretty much nonstop listening to that um there's a young man from fort worth named abraham alexander who has been touring with Leon Bridges for the last few months and is about to go on tour with the Black Pumas. Um, if people don't know the Black Pumas band from Austin, they definitely need to, to know them, old-fashioned soul-type band. But Abraham Alexander is a star. There's also a, a singer-songwriter from New York named Leslie Mendelson, who I've been listening to a lot. Um, she did a, a, a song with Jackson Brown a couple of years ago called A Human Touch. Uh, you can watch the video on YouTube which is amazingly moving, and her voice is incredible. Um, Jackson Brown has a new album also, which I think is really good. So those are some of the folks I've been listening to lately. Yeah, you know who listens to the show is Michael Granberry, our friend from the Morning News. And, you know, if anytime you mention Jackson Brown, he's going to go crazy. So uh, right, And he, he's actually, um, you know, I, I booked Leslie Mendelson to play at Cafe Momentum in Dallas um, in January in the concert series I do there. And as soon as he saw that, he called me and thanked me for bringing Leslie because she has never played in Texas before. And she's going to be there in January. And he had actually fallen in love with her, seeing her play with Jackson Brown a few years ago in New York. Oh, man. Yeah. And then Michael asked you to plug his latest book. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, uh, really appreciate it. Always great to catch up with you. And I will uh, I'll talk to you soon. Anytime, Mo. Thanks a lot. There he goes, Eric Nadell, the voice of the Rangers.